0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Jeff Bradbury Show. My name is Jeff Bradbury. Thank you so much for joining us. This is the podcast. If you're a podcaster, blogger, author, speaker, any type of content creator, we are here today to help you build your EDU brand. And welcome to episode number 31. Today we're talking to an amazing educator, podcaster, course creator, and coach. She's gonna to talk to us about how she's building her brand by defining who she is and how she's gonna help you define her you are. Her website is Define University, and we're gonna be talking today with Miss Lindsay Titus about how she built her brand, how her podcast is working, and how you can define yourself from Define University. But before we get to that, I want to welcome you guys back again. All the great stuff that we're going to be talking about today is over on buildyouredubrand.com. And I have some fantastic news. We are taking all of the content that we've been putting together for the last year and a half, ever since we started the, the marketing, build your brand, all of that great stuff that we're doing here and we are compiling it in a book. I am so happy to announce this. I am so excited. This has been something I've been wanting to do for years, literally, and didn't have the opportunity to do. And suddenly the time is right. And I figured, why not? But now, uh, many of you guys know Teacher Cast has been going on for some time now. In fact, July 11th is going to be my 10-year anniversary and I said, you know what? With 10 years coming up on me, we've gone through a lot of stuff. We've built this thing. We've worked with amazing educators, worked with amazing companies and have a, a, a lot of great stories to tell and the stories to share. It is time to do this. It is time to put this together. We are creating an amazing book here and I would love to have you guys Be a part of it. And the best way to do that is not only to subscribe and be a part of this channel and share this podcast with your friends and content creators, but also to be a part of the journey by being on this show. Um, We would love to have you guys come on the show. The book is going to be based off of, again, the last 10 years of what we've been doing here on TeacherCast, but it's also going to be sharing the stories of content creators just like yourself. How did you get started as a podcaster? How did you get started as a speaker, a web designer, all those different things we're going to be putting into one nice publication. And the hope is that it comes out sometime in the beginning half or middle of next year. And so that way we can all celebrate and have a good time together. And then you guys can continue to build your edu brand. So if you guys are interested in being on the show, please reach out. You can find me over on Twitter at teachercast. And of course, you can always go to buildyouredubrand.com and check out all the great stuff over there. And let me know that you would like to be a part of this show and share your edu brand with us that would be absolutely amazing but today we are going to talk about ways that you guys can build your edu brands by defining you and today i'm excited to bring on my guest my guest today is a passionate educator and energetic educator who has just started her second year as a podcast. She's an amazing content creator over at defineuniversity.com. I want to bring on my good friend Miss Lindsay Titus. Lindsay, how are you today? Welcome to the Jeff Bradbury show.
1: Uh, thanks so much, Jeff. I am doing I'm doing amazing. I have been looking forward to this all day. It's one of those things that I knew was at the end of my schedule that I was like This is going to be amazing. I've been thinking about it all day. So, so excited to connect further with you today.
0: I am so excited to have you on here because you and I have a lot of things in common, both educators, both, um, you know, doing platforms. Like we're not really building websites. We're not really making podcasts, but you've actually created an amazing platform. Um, Before we get into all the details of stuff like that, I know we mentioned it briefly just now, but, but who is Lindsay Titus?
1: Absolutely. It's one of my most absolute favorite questions because I've done a lot of work with who am I. Um, And so, you know, first and foremost, I'm me. And I I say that answer because I think it's so easy for us to jump into our roles and to say I'm this and I'm that. But at the end of the day, I'm 100% Lindsay Titus. Now, what are those roles? Well, during the day, I'm a K-12 Behavior Specialist for a local school district, so I get to work out of 10 of our buildings, um, all 10 of them, and I support students, staff, leaders, you name it, um, I am there. Uh, and then outside of school, I'm currently in my coursework to be an, uh, become an administrator. I'm doing my internship and coursework right now. And then, as you mentioned, I'm the CEO and founder of Define University, where I'm a coach and speaker, um, teaching educators to fall back in love with their life inside the classroom, but also outside of the classroom as well.
0: Talk to us a little bit about this, you know, define university, Y-O-U, university. Um, I love it. I love the brand. I love the logo. We're going to dive into all of that stuff. Give us the genesis here. How did, all, how did it all start?
1: Yeah, so it all started with my own journey. So I lived a life of if I can just do more things, I'm going to feel more successful and I'm going to fall in love with who I am. I kept chasing the dream. Well, the dream never came. I kept tra- chasing something that that would make me happy, that would bring me joy, and and it didn't work. I had seven different positions over ten years. I've done a little bit of everything in education. I worked in the classroom. I've worked for a non for profit. I've worked residential. I've done in home ABA therapy, and I kept trying to find it, and I couldn't. And I remember I sat down one night to my husband and I said, there's got to be an easier way that there is, it cannot be this difficult. And and he said, I don't know what to tell you. Like he really couldn't. So I said, okay, and that's fine. I kind of left it. Well, I go on to where, where else, but social media. And I hear who has now become my coach say, if you're looking for the easy way, I've got it and something just clicked. And I started my journey that day. And it was about three and a half years ago. And I discovered who I am. I learned how defi- to define who I am from the inside out. And I realized I got to be both. I got to be a great educator, but I also got to be a great mom at home to my daughter. I got to be a great person at work and I got to not check my email on the weekend, that I got to define who I was from the inside out without letting other people define me, which is what I had done for years. And so after I went on this journey and and I started to see success and I was loving life and everything was falling into place, I had people reach out and said, how do I get there? What did you do? Can you share? And so I I went with it. I went with that gut feeling. I never saw myself being, you know, an entrepreneur or doing any of this. But I said, you know what? I have a voice. I have a voice to share. And I believe wholeheartedly in that, that authentically, if things come to you, it's for a reason. And so I just took every small step that I knew to take. And almost two years later, here we are. And Define University is one of my biggest passions that I have, you know, because it really... It really is that important to me that if you know who you are, you can handle challenges and uncertainty and chaos because you don't lose sight of who you are in the process.
0: You know, on the show here, we talk a lot about defining your avatar and coming up with who are you speaking to. And and we, we talk a lot about that stuff as we go through here with all of our, our, you know, the shows that we're doing. But I'm excited today because today we're talking about you. You have to define who yourself is and what you believe, what your values are. Really, before you define who you're speaking to,
1: yeah, I, have, I I could not agree more, and and I think I did it backwards at the beginning because I I you know I kind of knew who I was, but then when I was building define you, I immediately was who can I help, who can I reach, who can I serve, but I hadn't fully understood all that that came with that, and so I was I was trying to you know do all the things, and I lost sight of. A big part of my mission is simple and easy, simplicity. That's one of the things that I I cannot share enough is that I love taking these big global concepts, these bigger things, and let's make them simple. Let's break them down. And I realized I was doing the opposite. I was trying to make everything so structured and so I do this, then this, then this. And I wanted this like perfect script or plan and and it wasn't, it wasn't becoming fun anymore. Some of that passion I was losing. And so I said, what is it that I want? You know, part of me is very much predictable. I love structure, I love routine, but I have a spontaneous side too. And I was losing that. And so I think absolutely, if you, if you are connecting with other people, which to me is really connecting with that avatar, that person you're speaking to, you've also got to have you are part of the connection. So you've got to know who you are to connect within. So you can connect with others that much stronger.
0: Well, let's dive into this because you know we're talking about the five things that we can do. And I'm assuming, Lindsay, that there's a lot more than five here, but let's talk about the first thing here because I'm really interested to see if we're trying to define who we are as, our, as people, as husbands and spouses, as content creators, as educators, as parents, what's the first thing that we have to do when we're defining our brand by defining who we are? So I think the
1: very first thing after you you make this decision right you make this declaration that you are you are ready you, you've got your brand you are ready the, the first thing we do is we anchor to your mission and your values you've got just like when we build the house we've heard the metaphor right you've got to have that strong foundation if i don't know why i'm doing what i'm doing every single day as soon as it gets hard i'm going to go the other direction that's me <laughs> that's what i that's what i did when i when i knew what to do I I did it, like, let's go, this is easy, right? But when I hit that roadblock or that barrier and I didn't have the confidence in myself to go to break through it, I would stop. And that was the pattern I lived for so many years. So now when I think of my mission, I have two different whys. I have a service why in why I do what I do and that's my mission and values to serve others. But I also have, I have a selfish why. I have one that why I do it for me. And the selfish why is amazing, but the surface why is, yeah, service why is what gets me up in the morning, right? Gets me up at 4.30 to do what I do. It keeps me pushing through those challenging times because I'm serving others by owning who I am. So when you can anchor to those mission, and I recommend three to five values that are your pillars, they are your core values, they're gonna make saying yes and no to decisions a whole heck of a lot easier.
0: How do you do that? Because a lot of times content creators have this dream. They want to do things and they are go, go, go. I'm guilty of this constantly. And we don't take time to define who we are, define our why, all those different things. How do you create your own missions and values, especially as a brand new content creator?
1: Absolutely. I am a huge believer in uh, reflecting, journaling, talking, brain dumping, whatever works for you. I always find when I mention journaling, People get this one image where they think you just have to write with a notebook for hours and hours and hours. And and what I mean by journaling or, again, anything is getting your thoughts out of your head onto paper. It is a whole lot easier to understand what's going on in your mind when you can see it, when you can feel it, when you you can circle it on paper. And so the simplest way that I have learned to define my values is through a series of brain dumps. So when I think of what do I want to accomplish? What is that goal? Who do I want to impact? And why do I want to impact? I I list out every single thing I can think of. And then I walk away. I think this is a really important key part. We, We want to get it all out and then take that next step. But it's so important that we recognize that creating that space, pausing for a moment, is going to bring so much clarity. Because when you walk away for the night or even for an hour and then you come back, you're gonna start to see things on that paper. You're like, eh, that's nice, but not that's not like authentically me, or that's not something that I want to strive for. And so to me, I looked, I look for commonalities, I look for similarities, and what is it that really defines what it is that I want? And then I went from there. So I fit I picked my words first. And then I created sentences that I use basically the five why effect. So one of mine is authenticity. And I said, why is that important? Well, authenticity is important to me because if I'm not being authentic, I'm conforming to everybody else and I'm doing what everybody else is doing. Why is that important for me? Because I did that my whole life. And that led to exhaustion that did not lead to freedom, which is one of my goals. And so if you take it, if you keep asking your why, like we know to ask why one time, but when we ask it several times, you can then come up with that solid statement as to what it is that is most meaningful for you. Um, And for me, it's a process I keep going back to. So I think this is something, this is not a one and done. And I tell clients that all the time. So like, I will not want to get it wrong. I'm like, you can't get it wrong. It's coming from you. If you do it and in six months you look at it and it's not serving you, you get to do it again and you get to identify new values. So to me, it's, it's getting it out of your head, getting on paper. But what is it that when you envision this life, like you envision what you want, what do you see? What comes to mind? And I always say, start there.
0: That sounds like it leads into our second way that we should be defining who you are.
1: Absolutely. So you have got to know what your non-negotiables are because if you are starting a business, if you are creating content, if, you, heck, if you're writing lessons for your classroom, everything's going to seem great. <laughs> Everything is going to sound really good if it's not, if, if it's, you know, coming through a marketing lens. So for me, it's so crucial that you know what's a non-negotiable for you because otherwise we do what I call the merry-go-round effect. We try all these different things. We get on all the horses, but at the end of the day, we don't actually get anywhere. We go in a circle. And so for me, I wanna experience the whole park, but I wanna experience the park my way. Not because somebody said you gotta do that ride first or then go do that. No, I wanna do it with what feels authentic to me. And so non-negotiables are just that. They're the rules that you're gonna live by in the good and the bad times, like through it all. So an example for me is I serve myself before I serve others. So my first hour of every single day, nine, you know, 90% of the time, because life happens, um, I am serving myself. I'm here in my office, but I'm over in my, my nook and I'm reading, I'm journaling, I am uh, listening to meditations. That is my time because when I do that, I serve others with so much more of my heart and soul because i'm filled i my we've heard that right my cup is filled in the morning and so another you know another standard is is i live a blended lifestyle so i dropped balance a whole like 3 years ago because it didn't serve me i realized i work i work traditionally 5 days a week i work in the school system monday through friday there's two weekend days it's never like 5 to 2 is never going to be balanced then i thought about it with my roles I, you know, I could name off 10 roles in 10 seconds. There's more than two, therefore I'm never gonna be that 50-50 balance. But at the end of every day, I'm 100% me. I'm 100% Lindsay, no matter what I've done. So some days like today, today was like an 80% work day. I had a lot of work, I, you know, during my school day as well as after, that's okay. 20%, the 20% I gave to my family, I was all in. I was present, I was there all in. This weekend, It's going to be a complete flip-flop. It's going to be about 80% family, about 20% work. And that's the beauty. I get to decide, but I'm all in with all that I do. So understanding your non-negotiable so you don't fall to everything that seems good in the moment.
0: It sounds like you've also got number three pretty well down pat. What is the third thing that we need to do when we're working on who we are?
1: Absolutely. So when you are trying to define who you are, again, I'm so, to me, it always comes down to your thoughts, your feelings, and your actions. And so when you are doing that, before we can even jump to that alignment, you've got to know your intention, but you've also got to know your responses. And I like to say, create that synergy between your intention and your responses. So your intention is the thought. What is your goal? What are you aiming for? But realize if it stays an intention, it's going to stay in your head. We're not actually gonna act on it, which means we're not gonna make any forward progress. But it's, it's so crucial that you know your intention so that your responses align to that intention. Otherwise, what happens, we can react. And when we're reacting, we are going to our subconscious, our automatic habits. We are doing what we've always done because from a behavioral standpoint, it works for us in some degree. But if we could find a way that brings more excitement, more passion, more energy to what we're doing, that's what I'm all about. And so it really is making that connection between what's your goal, what's your intention, and then what's the response you're gonna take to make it happen.
0: I think so many content creators have those goals in mind. They're not quite sure where to go. And it's always that struggle between those two things. Let's take a little walk back in your journey here as a creator. Obviously, you said you've been a teacher for a long time. Your wife, mother, all that wonderful stuff. Talk to us a little bit about defineuniversity.com. What can we find when we come and visit your website?
1: Absolutely. So on the website, you know, the main, the main goal for what I wanted for Define You, and I really relate it to our school systems, is I wanted different levels. I wanted different levels of content that you could reach, you know, based on what it was that you were looking for based on what type of investment you were willing to give, whether it was time, whether it was financial, whether it was a combination of both. So what you're gonna see is you're gonna see uh, a link right to my podcast, to the Define University show. So you're gonna find all those episodes, but you're also gonna find the courses and services that are offered. And there are are several different types ranging from one-on-one coaching, to small group coaching to um, a 12 week experience that I run two to three times per year. So you're gonna find that information to really get a better sense of all that is available through Define University. I also have um, linked there through my email list. And one of the things I do through my email is I send a weekly video with some motivation, some inspiration, some reflection questions to get you ready for the next week ahead. Because I really believe that in order to have this mindset of I get to define who I am, this is something we practice every single day. This isn't something that we do one course or we read one book and we are good to go. You are good to go because we're always good to go. We're always supported. But if we're looking for that continual growth, I think it's so important to recognize that that this practice can look a variety of different ways. And so for me, I really wanted to provide multiple ways to educators to really understand that this is possible for them, even if they're doing several roles um, like I do and so many other educators do. It's still possible to love your life wherever you are.
0: Let's take a little bit of work here, a little bit of moment. I'm going to just say that one more time because I'm having a good time with this conversation. Let's take a little moment here to kind of go behind the scenes of your website. Um, what did you build it with?
1: Absolutely. So I used, um, I used a web designer. So I I owned really quick that I wanted to have a website. I wanted to have that place, right, that home base for everything I was creating. Um, but I'm also one that I'm going to own what I'm not great at. And I am not great at technology. I'm not great at web design. So I said, you know what? This is where these are not my strengths. So I'm going to use someone that has that strength. And uh, so I used a, a web designer named Claire, and she took my vision <laughs> and she made it. Uh, she made it my reality. Um, and it was it was a process that really I think what it helped me with the most. And I think this is so important for people creating content or or looking to design a website is really getting clear on what it is you want on how how it is you want it to to look to feel right when people came to my website i wanted them to feel calm i wanted them to feel relief i wanted them to feel you know just understood and validated and so through the fonts i use and the colors and and hopefully that's the sense that comes out that was my goal but being able to share that to somebody else it took a lot of collaboration. It took a lot of communication and getting really clear on what is it that I want when you, when you come to this site.
0: There's a theme to your website, right? I'm looking at this and and I'm sorry, this is guy talk here, but calm. I can definitely see, I see a lot of green. I see a lot of plants. What, Is it about this site that you want to convey? I know you just said calm, but I mean, when somebody comes here, what is the one thing you want them to do? Do you want them to go watch your podcast, check out your social media? What is the action that was built into this website when somebody comes to you for the first time?
1: Yeah, so for me, it really was to go to the, the courses and services section of my of my page. So I do a lot of posts and stories and lives on social media. And so I you know, I chose not to do a blog or you know any of those types of pieces. I did link my podcast because I wanted that that to be there. But the main the main source of that website is so you know what Define You offers um, and what it is that at any point in time, even if I'm not talking about it on social media, that is your home base to go see what is Define You currently offering. Um, that's where you can register for courses or you can sign up on wait lists. It's where you can connect and um, put on for a one-on-one discovery call, which are just free calls that I that I open up to so you can connect, you can ask questions. Um, but that was really my goal was learning a little bit about what Define University is and the mission behind it, but really being a place that somebody could go to, to further learn and grow through, you know, just a couple clicks and, and signing up. Um, and that person can take that next step by saying yes to themselves and investing in one of those courses or services.
0: You had mentioned social media and I'm just skimming through all your channels. I love that you are absolutely on your brand, all the colors, all the fonts, all the logos, icons, everything is set up absolutely perfectly. Recently we did an interview with Tim KB from Teachers on Fire about Instagram, Instagram stories. You've got an amazing Instagram presence. Talk to us a little bit about how you're using that to build your EDU brands.
1: Absolutely. So I started uh, so Instagram has always been my favorite platform. Uh, and I think it's the combination that it's visual with the picture, but it also lets you write a lot. And, and those that have followed me for any length of time or if you take one quick look, I, am, I love writing long captions. That's just the way I go. Twitter is so hard for me because you get the limited character count and I struggle with that, but I'm learning, I'm growing. Um, But about, it's got to be over two years now. I, it was actually really where my website or my podcast came out of too. I was scared to go live. I was scared to show who I was. I, as much as I wanted to, there was fear. And so my big thing is when you're afraid, do it anyway, do it scared, do it. You know, I always say fear is your side pick. Like if I'm driving a car, fear's there, fear's gonna be there. I don't, want the, I don't want it to become the backseat driver. I don't want fear telling me to turn left or turn right. And instead it's the headlights or trust that's leading the way. I trust in who I am. So I said, okay, I wanna speak. I want to be comfortable on camera. I want to do these things. How do I do that? Well, I need to get on camera. And so I started actually with Instagram stories because it was, to me, it was that in between. It wasn't live, but it was, I could record and I could put myself out there. I could put my face, I could put my content in a way that people could connect with me. And those morning messages have taken off. I have now done them for two years. And the, the best part is you have built in growth. Cause I can go back two years ago and watch that video and see where I've come today. Um, but it's really my goal for, for Instagram specifically is to share that morning message get people going in the morning. I even have, you know, I have educators reach out and say, I watch you on my lunch break for that like middle of the day, pick Mm -hmm. me up, pep talk, keep me going kind of thing. Um, And then I really just love to share strategies that work for me. You know, I recently uh, published a journal uh, with Codebreaker and so I love sharing that. I love when people share that out and then I get to celebrate with them. Uh, people are incorporating my, the poems that are in the journal into their classroom and they're having their students recite them. And I think that's what I love is that you can then take that picture, share it out, tag somebody and you have this automatic connection and, and community that you're building. And, and for Instagram, I, again, I love to use the same colors and I just love to keep it simple to where it's, it's either going to be a story from me, something inspirational or something that I've learned.
0: One of the things that you're also working on right now is your podcast. Uh, We talked a little bit about this off air, but uh, how'd you get started and, and, and tell us a little bit about it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So my, my podcast, I think started probably a little bit unconventionally, but that's that's kind of me. I, I like to just kind of start, start things and then I build. And again, part of the reason for that is because I know if I wait, I will typically hold myself back. Um, I'm a recovering perfectionist where I didn't wanna do anything if I wasn't gonna be perfect. And what I've learned over time is I'm already perfect in the present moment. So if I'm doing what I feel called to do in this moment and I'm learning and growing and I'm honoring the mistakes because I know those lead to growth, that's all I can ask for. And so, um, a little bit over two years ago, I was, or a little over a year ago, about a year and a half ago, I was on, I was on a podcast. I was on Brian Mendler's podcast talking about all things behavior. And he, after that recording, he said, do you ever think of doing your own? And I said, well, yeah, but <laughs> it was one of those. Yeah, but I don't, yeah, maybe someday. And he he just kind of looked at me and it was in that moment. I said, what am I waiting for? Like, what, why am I waiting? What am I doing? Right. And so that was about September. And so I spent the next like couple of months kind of researching and that, that kind of, I was like, I can't do this. <laughs> I can't do it. And again, thanks to the work that I've done. I was like, this is just what I'm afraid of. Like I can do this. So my podcast honestly started as a way to prove to myself that I can do things that scare me. That I can do challenging things. And my goal was to do one episode per week for last year, for the for the first year for 2020. And I said, and then I will make the decision because I went I went a year because I wanted to give myself time. No, I know myself enough that if I had said ten weeks, I might have said nah, it's not really working for me because still by week ten I was still figuring it out. So I gave myself the year and i have fallen in love with it i have Mm. absolutely fallen in love with growing every week what can i do differently what can i do better how can i enhance what did i and and full of celebrations too Um, i've loved bringing on guests and expanding that way that wasn't something that i started with but that has become some of they become some of my favorite episodes to record and and i just love sharing again you know i kind of use it as my way to openly reflect with my listeners and here's something that's happening and here's what I'm doing about it. Or here's a situation that came up and here's, here are the five ways that I, that I addressed it. And I really want them to be both that combination of, you know, you can listen and reflect, but you're going to listen and grow as well. Because I'm giving the tips, I'm giving you suggestions and recommendations. So you too can define who you are from the inside out, you know, as the educator that you are.
0: What have you learned the most about podcasting?
1: That's a really good question. What have I learned the most? So I think for me is it's okay if it, it's okay to, to mess up. Like it's okay, <laughs> it's okay. You know, for me, again, I think I've learned that one, I can do hard things, that I can do things that scare me. Um, I can do things that I, you know, I couldn't figure out the technological side of it, but I did. I, I learned, I figured it out. And I think, you know, what I mean when you can mess up is that if you say, um, five times in an episode, that's okay, right? That's real. If I, I can try really hard to have my, my quiet room and, and things and, and put my dog in, in the bedroom so nobody hears him, but you might hear him and that's okay. I do the best that I can, and I get to keep showing up every week. And my goal is to help inspire other people. And it might not be through they want to do a podcast, but maybe it's they want to try a new lesson in their classroom. They want to try a new strategy to connect with a student. They want to try a new hobby outside of work so they actually leave work on time or, or shortly after. It is okay to take those risks. And it's, you know, to me, it's those messy moments where you're gonna learn the most. And podcasting for me, because it's a very, it's just a different platform than I was used to. I've I've learned to embrace those messy moments that have come along with it.
0: That is an awesome thing. And so many podcasters have said something similar. It takes a long time to get used to it, get good at it. If you're gonna do it once a week, do it once a week, be consistent, have those things. And you know. We're talking today about the five ways we're going to build our brand through defining who you are. You've, of course, done a great job at defining who we are, but we've only just begun our journey. We've done number one, anchoring our mission and our values. Number two, standing firm to our non-negotiables. Number three, creating that synergy between your intention and your responses. Lindsay Titus, what is number four?
1: Absolutely. Number four is one of my favorites because it's it's simple and easy but with one key step. So step four is aligning the connection between your thoughts, your feelings and your behaviors or your actions, whatever you want to, however you want to reference it. And the key piece that ties those all together is awareness. So Mm -hmm. when I think of alignment, I, I, I literally think of a chiropractor because I've uh, I tore both my rotator cuffs way back mm. in the day. So I have had back back challenges for quite some for some time now. So I frequently see the chiropractor, right? And if you've been to one, you know, their job is to help with alignment, to help your spine align. Well, what I've learned and how this relates to building a brand, building a business, just being an educator too, is that if the thoughts I'm thinking are not aligned with the feelings I'm feeling and the actions I'm taking... It's going to feel off. Something is not going to feel right, and it doesn't mean that it's wrong. But there's going to be something. There's going to be that thing in our mind saying, "Don't do that. Don't go there. That's that's never going to work." Well, that's because what I'm thinking, feeling, and doing aren't aren't in in alignment. They're not lined up. And so for me, it's really about being aware when that happens. So I now can, if I'm thinking something, but I'm feeling it different. So if I'm thinking um, that I'm that I'm I'm going to put this podcast out, that I'm going to get this episode out, but I'm feeling nervous that I can't do it. Lack of confidence, fear. I'm not, I'm not aligned. So it's not going to happen in the way that I want. So it's up to me to become aware of that. I can accept that's what it is, but then I acknowledge the shift. What is it? How is it? What is it that I need to change the feeling or the thought is what I want. That's my goal. So now I got to work on the feeling and I got to identify what's the story I'm telling myself. What am I afraid of? Well, I'm afraid if I fail, what are people going to think? If I mess up, what are people going to think? So I had to unpack that story and rewrite the story, rewrite the truth. No matter what I do, I can't get it wrong because I'm me and I'm always learning and growing. So when we have that awareness between those three, we don't feel like we're pulled in that tug of war. And instead, we get to stand strong and proud in who we are.
0: I don't think that's an easy thing for people to, I, I think it's easy for them to grasp, but I don't think it's an easy thing for them to embody and to do because there's so many things going on in everyone's personal lives and professional lives. How do you focus on all of this stuff to take these steps forward with yourself?
1: Yeah, I mean, that, I, I, you're absolutely right. And that's, that's why I've created courses around it because oh. it is something that it takes practice, right? It goes back to that practice. But here's my, here's my tried and true. My favorite tip is listen to the language that you are using. So the, the language, you know, so often we, we want that, that simple and easy, right? That's, and that's my goal is to make it small, simple, and strategic. That is what I go back to every day. So what does that mean? Small takes less than 30 seconds or less than a minute, right? A really short amount of time. Simple means I don't need to go buy anything. I don't need to go get anything. And strategic simply means it aligns to you, to your mission, to your vision, to your values. Well, the words we speak check all of those boxes, right? I can change the language. And so, some of the ones I say is if you are saying things like, I have to, I need to, or I should, we're going to change that to, I get to, I choose to, I love to. So, for me, should is a big one. I, I have a catchphrase, get out of Shouldville. Because if mm. you are living in Shouldville, you are doing things for other people which means you will be out of alignment because you are not, you're not doing it for yourself. You're doing it to conform to other people. Now other people can give you ideas. Absolutely. But if I'm doing it solely for them and not for myself, I'm living in should go. So if simply changing, right, I have to do the dishes tonight. I, I really don't. I mean, mm-hmm. what's gonna, what's the worst, right? I get to do the dishes tonight, so I wake up in the morning with a clean kitchen and that is like, that makes me so excited. That makes me so, so ready for the day, right? I have to talk to the student after class. No, I'm choosing to talk to the student after class so I can further our connection and our relationship. I have to post on social media every single day. No, I love posting on social media when it serves me and my, and my following and my community. So simply by changing the language that we are using, it makes such an impact. And to me, that is my awareness check. If I start saying I should, I need to, I have to in the moment. And those that have taken courses with me, they say the same thing. We'll be talking through a session and they'll say I should. I don't even have to stop them anymore. They're like, oh, wait, let me take it back. Okay. And they reflect and they move forward. So that's the small, simple, strategic step that I, that I tell everybody to take. Because it's gonna help bring you that awareness.
0: So it really sounds, Lindsay, like you're following the fifth thing that you want to talk about today when we're defining who you are.
1: Absolutely. It comes down to trust. It is my favorite, one of my most absolute favorite words. There has got to be a level of high level of trust in who you are and what your unique purpose and passion, right? We often hear purpose and passion, know your why. But I think instead of the why part of that statement, it's your, know your why. What is personal to you? Why are you doing this, right? There are thousands of of entrepreneurs. There's thousands, I don't even know numbers, right? Of, Of podcasts, of teachers, of content creators. And we all have a spot. We all get to have a seat at the table. But you've gotta know what it is that you bring that's special to you. And a lot of that comes from your story and owning your story and owning your past, not to live in it, not to drag it behind you, but for that to be the platform that you stand on so you can help inspire people that are in where you were five, 10 years ago, you get to help them now by the journey that you lived. That to me is your unique purpose and passion because nobody can have your purpose. Nobody can have your passion because nobody else gets to be you.
0: You know, Lindsay, listening to you go through all of these five steps, and I I think it's clear, there's many, many more than five. Certainly would love to have you come back on and we'll do episode, you know, do number six through 13 or something like that as we go down the road here. But this isn't just defining you as a person. This is easily you defining you as a brand, as a podcaster, as a spouse, as an educator. How do you take these... skills, I guess is maybe the right term. Help me out on that one. But how do you transfer those away from defining yourself to defining your podcast, your brand, your style, your teaching, your, how do you then put all this package together? So you then can take that step to define who you're speaking to and move creatively forward as a content creator.
1: Yeah. So I honestly think it's not all that different. So, and, and let me explain a little bit. So I, when I, before I was on this journey, I would try and do something different, create something different, set up a different system, a different structure for everything that I did. So when I was teaching, I was this person. When I came home, I was this person. When I was in grad school, I was that person I think I had a part-time job at one point too. I was that person. And, and so, but that was exhausting. That led to burnout. That led to me, you know, doing the searches of what else can I do with a teaching degree? What else is out there for me? And, and I'm thankful for that pull on my heart that said, no, you're not done yet in education. We've just got to figure this out. Because when it comes to defining you, we went to, we went through those steps, those skills but it really gets to apply to anything that you are doing. And so my role as a mom, I do this work with my six year old. We have, you know, as a family, we talk about our mission, but I've also helped my six-year-old come up with her values. She has two. We started real small. We started really specific or really uh, simple. And so we have values. So we will do what I call mirror moments um, each, you know, most mornings when we're getting ready, we're doing her hair, we're doing her teeth, we're getting ready for the day. I usually say a phrase, she repeats it into the mirror. So we're falling in love with who we see in the mirror. Um, but she knows those values. You know, we have, you know, she hasn't, we haven't really gotten into the non-negotiables yet, but she knows what is available at times and what's not. And she knows how to address those. And we have conversations about it. We talk all the time about intention. We talk all the time about what are the steps you are taking. So I think this can easily be done, you know, with your own students, with your children at home, even for a, for a business, for the podcast. Right? I know my mission and my values. You can set your mission and values for a podcast, for a book, for a course. You can know what are your non-negotiables. You know, what is it, you know, one is for me with the podcast is once I hit record, I don't stop. I go. I, if I mess up, I again might I might do a little like take this part out, <laughs> part two, but I keep going. That's a rule for me. That's a non-negotiable is I don't go back and try and make it perfect because I trust that what came out was what was meant to come out. And some of my, and again, they're not crazy mess ups, but those are some of the moments that people reach out and they're like, I'm so glad you kept that in. You know, that shows, you know, a huge part of my mission, which is authenticity and vulnerability. Like, I'm going to own when I mess up, when I don't do it, you know, how I wanted. You know, again, I think you can create that synergy between your intentions and responses. So I think the easy part of this is the skills really do kind of stay the same. You just shift the lens that you're looking through. Um, and in fact, that's, that's one of the things I do with the educators I work with is we first do it for life in general. But then, when they get, you know, they feel confident in that, and say, okay, now pick the next thing that you are ready for that transformative change, which for me is coming from the inside out. Go through the same process, but you're just shifting, you're narrowing in your focus a little bit to take those steps.
0: Lindsay, you're amazing. And I love listening to you. And congratulations on the show. Congratulations on the website. And uh, where can people get a hold of you?
1: much i i love i mean hopefully you could tell i would talk about talk this stuff all day long it is truly truly my passion because it's where i've seen the most growth in myself and for me from where i was to where i am that I, I'm gonna take where I am every single day. I love who I was, but I love who I am even more. And uh, getting to help others get there too is truly amazing. So again, my website is defineuniversity.com and that's university with Y-O-U um, spelled out in the name. And then I'm pretty active on all, I, I call them the major social media sites. So Facebook, just Lindsay Titus. Twitter is ltitus828 and Instagram is lindsay.titus828.
0: Hope you guys have a chance to check out all the great stuff with Lindsay. But Lindsay, we are not done yet. I have a a, a coda to this show. Uh, Five questions that I use with all of my guests to help us learn a little bit more about them. Would you be interested in taking what we call here the Jersey Five?
1: Of course. Let's do it.
0: Now, first question starts a little bit easier than question number two. And by number five, hopefully we make everybody think a little bit. Number one, what is your favorite Twitter account or hashtag to follow?
1: Oh, there's so many. Um, I gotta go with teach better.
0: Number two, what is your favorite educational tool?
1: All right, I'm gonna go unconventional here because that's that's what I do. I don't know if you're talking technological, but I'm gonna go a little outside the box. My sure. favorite educational tool that I think every educator needs in their classroom is a mirror to remind them who they are every single day.
0: I like that answer. Um, Certainly like that answer. Um, Number three comes in a few varieties. I'm going to let you choose what the last word of it is, but the question is best advice you've ever been given as a, and sometimes I add as a podcaster, as an educator, as a mother, as a best advice you've ever been given as a, and what, what is that?
1: I think for me, it's that knowing that everything I create comes from the energy that I'm holding. And so if I'm holding positive energy, oh I am creating some some positive things. If I'm holding on to negative energy that's what I'm gonna create. So knowing that everything I create stems from the energy I hold.
0: I like that. I like that. Um, number four I'm gonna ch- seeing if I can uh, I know you're not currently a classroom teacher but I'm, I'll say the sentence and then help me translate this into your particular situation. What do you hope your students, Remember about you when they graduate at the end of the year. Or you could also turn that into what do you hope your clients, your podcast listeners, yada, 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 which go in go in whatever direction you want. What do yeah. you hope people take away from you?
1: Yeah, I think, and I mean, I think I can absolutely do it. I do work with with some kids one-on-one, just in a different, different capacity. And for me, and then I guess this is true with clients too, I want them to remember that I was the person that helped them find their voice. That help them find their voice to be able to declare to the world, this is who I am, instead of continuing to question, who am I? And so for me, whether it's students, whether it's clients, I want them to find their voice so they can live their life.
0: I like that. I I, 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 I can picture a lot of t-shirts coming out of this show here, Lindsay. Number five, best teachable moment you've ever had.
1: So I think for me, um, so I went back, I have a lot of them what I've, I've yeah. kind of jumped around a lot. I've done a lot of things. Um, my, my biggest teachable moment came in year five, uh, which was the fifth year I was in the classroom. It was my final year actually in the classroom. And I, I, I hung on to the, I need support motto. Um, I really felt a lack of support by my, by my leadership, by my administration, but what I really was doing was I was using that as a disguise for, I, I had no confidence in what I'm doing. I had no confidence in who I was. And so that, that year, I actually, I, I left the classroom early. I left the classroom a month early in May. We finished here in June. And I, I decided at that moment that this was not going to define me, that the, this was before all define you work, but this was not going to be the end this was going to be the beginning of me deciding that before I could do this again, be in a classroom or do something, I needed to figure out what was missing. Um, and without, if I had looked at it a different way, I don't know that I would be here doing what I'm doing today. And so that was, that was my big aha moment of I can't keep doing what I'm doing or I'm not going to make it much longer.
0: The website is defineuniversity.com with the Y O U. She is amazing. She is a podcaster, a, a a a course creator, a content creator. How do you define you? I should start with that one next time.
1: <laughs> I kind of just say I do it all.
0: <laughs> I thought we heard to define what you were <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I you know that's a really good question. So usually I say uh, speaker and coach with Define University. And then when people ask like what's in Define University, I will say courses and services to help you define who you are. So, but yeah, I mean, I, there, there's so many, this is where this is where language is so powerful. This is why I love it because the words you use are so critical. So yeah, that definitely, definitely has to be continued.
0: Definitely to be continued. And of course, check out all the great stuff happening here, not only on Lindsay's website, but over on buildyouredubrand.com. We've got some great things going on. Lots of great guests, but we are not finished yet because we have one more guest that we would like to have come on the show. That would be you. If you're a blogger, content creator, or, or your podcaster, speaker, speakers, anybody out there who's trying to build your own EDU brand, we would love to have you guys come on the show and share your passions with us. Tell us what you're passionate about and come and share your brand with us. We would love to have you guys on. Check out all the great stuff over on Twitter at Jeff Bradbury, where each and every day we are sharing how you guys can build your edu brand also don't forget to check out our facebook page where we've got hundreds of educators all just like you trying to figure out how to get your brand to that next level let's do it today and let's do it together guys so one more time i want to say thank you to lindsey titus and everybody here in the teacher cast educational network my name is jeff bradbury reminding you guys to keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions with your students